Welcome to Ripple Effect Connection. I'm your host, Christy Hugic. Let me be one of the first to wish you a happy new year. Welcome to 2024. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast episode so far and all the amazing guests, and I have even more lined up for you in the coming year. I cannot wait. It turns out this podcast has been a great avenue for me to reach out and connect with more people. Since starting this, so many of you have weighed in on guests, shared the ways you incorporated what you learned, and best of all, you continued the ripple effect and passed it on to someone you knew who may have needed to hear the message. That is what it's all about. Bonus episode for all of you today to ring in the new year. It's just little old me, but we are going to talk about New Year's resolutions. By definition, they are a promise or a commitment to do something different in the new year. I'm going to eat less, work out more, read more books, and the list goes on and on. Let's have a frank conversation. Have New Year's resolutions ever been successful for you? If they have, that's awesome. You do you and continue to repeat whatever it is that you're doing that's equating to that success. But just so you know, you're not the norm. In most cases, New Year's resolutions fail to really yield lasting change. And by February, we're kind of over them. By March, we've even forgotten what they were in the first place. Then by the time next year rolls around, we're wondering, huh, did I even have a New Year's resolution last year? But why does this happen? I think there's several reasons. Well, at times, the expectations are just unrealistic in the first place. So setting a goal to go to the gym and work out seven days a week for an hour each day, when you work 10-hour shifts and have a family and the gym is a half-hour drive, tells me that goal is likely not going to be sustainable. So if it's too rigid and too far-reaching, then we're going to give up on it really quickly because it's not easy. So when you're forming a new habit, one of the most important things to do is to make it easy. General and less specific goals don't always work either. My goal is to work out more, lose weight, read more books. Those aren't very specific or measurable targets. So how do you motivate yourself or even chart your progress with something like this? So I, I think that those are some of the reasons why we see these things kind of fall flat fairly quickly. The biggest things we lack when we do these resolutions are a plan or a system to get them done and also the foundation or the why behind the commitment or the promise in the first place. If these two areas are lacking, your resolutions won't stick. I promise you that. Ask yourself, am I truly ready to change the behavior that I'm talking about? This would go back to your why. What is it? Just I want to lose weight doesn't work. Check out episode one of this podcast for how to create that why. That super strong foundation you need to succeed when things get rough and you have humps and bumps in the road. You're always gonna go back to this and it will carry you through. So it's worth peeling back the layers to make sure you're focused. Now, let's talk more about that plan I referred to. Do you have a plan on how to execute or achieve your goals? Planning plus preparation equals success. If I've coached you, you get sick of hearing me say that equation because that is my favorite equation. Simple but true. You have to know how you will reach the end goal 
I want to give you an example, and I'm going to do a shout out to one of my friends who set a goal or a resolution and succeeded. My friend Sarah wanted to get back into reading and set a goal to read more books in 2023. She set that number at 80 books. That's a lot. But that is a specific, measurable, and for her, an achievable goal. A couple of big reasons for her success. One was her why. It was super strong. She wanted her kids to learn to love to read, and she knew it started with her. The system she used to get to this point and achieve her goal was using a local library or books that were thrifted with buying a few new ones thrown into the mix. So here we are at the end of 2023. Sarah is thrilled she got back into reading and accomplished her goal, while meanwhile her boys are reading books until way too late in the evening. Sarah is now looking for ways to connect with others about reading books, and she's setting a new goal for 2024. That's exhibit A of how to do this successfully. Strong why, strong plan, strong results. For me, when I know I want to read more, I set a per day page goal and figure out if I do that, how long it will take me to read each book. Many times I finish it quicker because I'm setting an achievable goal from the get-go and biting off the smaller chunks I need. So even if you don't want to set a number of books goal, you could say, I will commit to reading 30 pages a day. Maybe one day you read 40 and maybe one day you read 20, but at the end of the day, you're still on pace for completing your goal. That's what works for me. So it's about finding what works for you. A couple of other thoughts on things that can derail the resolution train. As a personal trainer, one detriment I've seen is the all or nothing mentality. Meaning if you miss a day at the gym, eat an unhealthy meal, you throw in the towel. If you say you're going to work out one hour a day every day and you work out for just 30 minutes because you're short on time one day, have you really failed? You adjusted and you showed up. So don't let the all or nothing perfectionist mentality overpower the value of the art of showing up. At times, we don't consider the support required to accomplish a goal. How will you get the structure and accountability? Back to the fitness idea, work out with a friend, attend group classes, hire a personal trainer. Check out episode 10 for more information on those ideas. Last, and definitely not least, and I referred to it earlier, maybe you're not addressing the root cause of the habit or behavior you want to change. Your body will always divert to what it knows because that's what's comfortable. Truth be told, I ditched resolutions and especially that word about four years ago. I first read about this when author John Gordon wrote a simple book on this topic. He has a website that's free that also helps as you ponder this thought. I will link that in the resources. One word is meant to focus your intentions for each year. The word is a beacon of light that permeates many aspects of life. Consider it your guide. I find it simple and yet feel like it provides so much overall clarity. I've always carried something that reminds me of my word, a bracelet, jewelry, or a sticker on my computer. Just a reminder and a way to keep the word at the forefront of my mind. It's so much easier to integrate this in everyday life. It will amaze you how flexible this is and how easy it can be to put that word into play 
in so many areas of your daily life. So the last few years, I've had purpose. That was the COVID year, with lots of time for introspection, and I was looking deep into the purpose and the why behind everything I did from my professional career to how I wanted to continue to serve others as a coach. Then the following year, it was change, which came about because I was going to have a new full-time job for the first time in 17 and a half years. It also trickled down to ways I wanted to change as a person. That word got deep. Grit was the following year, which came thanks to my friend Sarah, who I mentioned earlier. She sent me a necklace with some powerful words attached to it about the word grit. It was really, to me, such a sign that that was the right word for me at the right time. This was a year where I was digging into my health and the protocols from Dr. Cole and the clinic to help me optimize my well-being. Last year, my word was consistency. On the surface, I could say maybe I wasn't as successful with this one. There are things I could look at and say, I wish I was more consistent in this or that. But when I look deeper, I showed up consistently for patients, clients, friends, family. And when I needed to adapt, I did that consistently. With a simple reframe and a deep dive, I can see the success and the way that that word took part in my life over the last 365 days. Now for 2024, my word will be growth. By now, you're probably wondering, how do I get to this word? Like when the necklace from Sarah showed up at my house, this year the gifts I got at Christmas time revolved around growth, plants, herbs, vegetables. I felt it was a sign. So yes, it can just hit you. You can't force it. I've never sat down and thought, okay, what's my word going to be for this year? And then it pops into my head. It just comes to me, and it's usually when I'm ready to receive it, but when I may least expect it. Always a little God wink that guides me to this word. Almost immediately, I start to see the ways the word can make a long-term and lasting impact on my personal improvement and development. Since it's one word, it's easy to see the ways to incorporate it into daily routines and how it can serve as a constant reminder of my chosen focus or intention. Growth can apply to our family life, my professional career, my personal health, my coaching business, what we do at the clinic, and even this podcast. So for me, it's everywhere already. So give this one word idea a try and kick the demons of rigid and failed resolutions of the past to the curb. This will feel so good and freeing to know you don't have the constraints and the pressure of the perfect resolution and the behaviors to go along with it. When that word comes to you, share it with me on social media. I'd love to hear it. I hope this helps you as you enter the new year. I wish you and yours the happiest and healthiest new year yet. Lots more to look forward to on the next episode of Ripple Effect Connection. Jason Kuhn, a former baseball player and Navy SEAL, is finding some amazing ways to serve his country. You will love the takeaways from his unique story. Debbie Marlowe and I teamed up for another episode of Coach's Corner, and this time we're talking about our experiences with glucose stabilization and how it's impacted our health. This is not just for people with diabetes. It can impact you. Debbie will also share her personal experience with Ozempic. Some things you can do in the coming year to help get the message to those who need it through this podcast, like, follow, and especially review the podcast. The short reviews go a long way 
in helping us be heard. Continue to share the message with those closest to you and those who need it also. Happy New Year and see you on the next episode of Ripple Effect Connection. Let's continue to create waves of change together in 2024 and beyond.